0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. Not exactly sure what I'm going to talk about. My outline here in front of me is just a mishmash of a bunch of different little things. No subject at all about it. So we're just going to start rambling on here. It's kind of like driving up and down a minimum maintenance road. You ever been on one of those? You have no idea what you're going to get yourself into. Sometimes they're better than the regular old country gravel dirt road. Sometimes they're full of potholes and ruts taller than your axle. If it's rained you might be stuck there until everything dries out. You just never know. So here we go down the minimum maintenance road. I don't even know. Let's see. You can find our podcast at babyboomerTales.com. That's our webpage. You can see a lot of different pictures of either northeastern Kansas here where I dwell these days, or up in north central of Colorado Rocky Mountains. There's pictures of elk and deer and mountains and lakes and all that stuff. You know, whatever I think's a pretty picture, I'll put on there. Sometimes I have to get permission to do that and sometimes I just take it off of my camera. These days I take it off my phone but you know the phones aren't as good at picture takers. But still you can get a good one once in a while. They're meant for more like selfies and taking pictures of the price tag so you can zoom in on it and tell what the heck they're saying. Stuff like that. You ever have a cigar box? When I was little, we had cigar boxes to keep our pencils and erasers and things like that in, in school. I always had a couple around the house. I remember you could go down to the drugstore and Louie or Bob or somebody would give you a cigar box if you asked for one. They sold cigars there. I don't even know anyone that smokes cigars anymore. Once in a great while, I used to see them If somebody had a baby, you know, you hand out cigars. But either my social circle aren't having babies anymore, you think, or something. I've just not seen a cigar box for a very long time. I have no cigar boxes. I can't go into the drugstore and ask for one anymore. The drugstore's not even there. That was a staple of my childhood, having some cigar boxes to keep your stuff in. We three kings of Orient are trying to smoke a Roytan cigar. I think they used to have Indians on the outside and stuff like that. I'm not really even sure. I should have googled cigar box and seen what they look like. But here I am square smack dab in the middle of recording a podcast so it's too late for that. I had an epiphany today. I was driving to the grocery store. i do that on a Friday morning, get the week's supplies. I shop at our local grocery store almost every Friday. And I shop around for sales and whatever, that during the month. But I was on my way to the store, and I started thinking that I've been experiencing something that I think I need to talk out. So I'm going to talk it out with you, basically, because you can't interrupt me. And apparently you're listening. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so here goes. Just because your wife says you're handsome doesn't necessarily mean that you are. I remember in the early days of our marriage, she used to say that I was pretty or I was beautiful and stuff like that. And that used to kind of creep me out, you know. I didn't want to be a pretty boy. Still don't. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's Being a baby boomer, even if I was pretty, which I never have been, I don't think, I am a boy. So I got her at least saying I was handsome, but looking back at it, because she still says it once in a while, I think she's full of hooey. I think she says that to make me feel good. because I look in the mirror or I see videos of myself or even pictures of me and I know she's lying. Now, I'm not saying my wife's a liar, because she's not. I trust her with absolutely everything, except for my looks. There's nothing she can do about it, so I think she's just putting on a happy face there. Thank you, Kim. Our unusual fact, humans are the only animal with a chin. That's a fact. Look it up. Try to figure it out. Look at a few animals. Even look at the three little pigs. They didn't even know what they were talking about. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. (laughs) Our song of the week is Mona Lisa by Nat King Cole. Written in 1949 by Ray Evans and Jay Livingston For the movie Captain Carey. The song won an Oscar for Best Original Song in 1950 for that movie. It spent five weeks as the number one song on the Billboard charts in 1950. That King Cole's version is in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Do you smile to tempt a lover, Mona Lisa, or is it your way to hide a broken heart? Used to be when I went somewhere on vacation or somewhere I'd never been, I'd always get a t-shirt that said, like, Colorado, you know, those things. When we had our department store back in my little hometown, Colorado t-shirts and sweatshirts were a very popular item. But I'd go, you know, get a Colorado t-shirt or a Branson t-shirt or a California t-shirt. Or a Florida t-shirt. Disney World I have a picture of Mickey Mouse on it. All that stuff. Anymore, and I kind of work my way into this. I've always liked coffee cups. Souvenir coffee cups. So I try to get a coffee cup. Not only my favorite sports teams, which you always have t-shirts. You know, I have half a dozen Chiefs shirts, for example. A few Jayhawks shirts but I like Chiefs coffee cups, Jayhawks coffee cups, Disney World coffee cups, Branson coffee cups. When we were at the Grand Canyon, for some reason I did not get a t-shirt or a coffee cup. I got an arrow. We wandered into this little shop that were Native Americans and they had a lot of different wares there and I was attracted to this arrow. Now it was a ceremonial arrow because there's a bunch of leather wrapped around about the center of the shaft so it wouldn't do any good trying to shoot it. But you can tell it's meticulously handmade. The arrowhead is a rock that's shaped into the arrowhead shape. The feathers are not synthetic, they're from some bird. The shaft is not exactly straight, I mean it's pretty darn straight, I'm looking at it here. And so when I got home from that vacation, I really didn't have anything said Grand Canyon on it. But it's on my wall along with a few pictures of Native Americans. And it goes with the theme of how I used to trip myself out when I was younger. I've always felt some sort of an attachment to the Indian. Is that okay to call them that? My wife has Cherokee blood in her, and it's just something in my very soul that I feel a connection. I didn't feel a connection to the Cherokees. It was more the Arapahos and the Lakota. I don't know why on the Lakota. The Arapahoe, though, were up in the country I was born and raised in. And so it really, really does a number on my head. I used to just wear moccasins as my footwear. It was sometime in between cowboy boots and Converse All-Star tennis shoes. Now, if you listen to this, you know I've migrated back to the Converse All-Star tennis shoe again. Like I'm 16 or something, but they are comfortable and I do like them. I have a granddaughter that wears them, and so why not? Of course, they cost more than 10 bucks anymore, which amazes me. I mean, all they are is a canvas shoe. Anyway, I like coffee cups. Now, the coffee cups I drink my coffee from here around the house, I have four of them. They're a picture of a rooster. There's four different colors. That way, I always have a clean coffee cup in the morning, and I rotate them. Like, I rotate everything, you know? That's okay. I don't drink out of my souvenir coffee cups. We do sell a Baby Boomer Tales coffee cup, and part of my plans, if I ever get it together, I seem to get lazier as I get older, is to make state-themed Baby Boomer Tales coffee mugs. You know what I mean? have a nice picture of something from a particular state, say Nevada, and show the desert or I guess I could show a casino or maybe I could show the Hoover Dam. Is that Nevada or is that Arizona? I'm not really sure. Have you ever been to the Hoover Dam? That's a pretty cool place, you ought to try that. So I really like souvenir coffee mugs. I know I got off on the Indian deal with about my arrow, but I have hundreds of coffee mugs. In fact, uh, even a broken one, I'll save it if it's unique. And my wife and I, if we ever get in fights, it's about she wants to chuck some of that stuff. Sometimes she does and I have to rescue it. So now I'm putting some of my favorite coffee mugs on my bookcases so you can't see my books as well. But at least they're rescued from my wife. She says they gather grease in the kitchen. But we have all these you know, on top of the cabinets and stuff. What else are you going to put up there? whatever uh how about the mail now i'll walk up to the mailbox as soon as i'm done recording this and get the mail i know exactly what i'm getting because the post office the mail service has slowed down so much they take pictures of what i'm gonna get that day and email them to me (laughs) that's not the weirdest thing but it's cool You know, I guess I don't have to walk up there. I walk up there anyway, even if I don't get an email. Once in a while, there's like some kind of a newspaper, like the grocery store ad or something that they don't take pictures of. But anything in a brochure or a envelope, they take a picture of and send me that picture that day before the mail comes. Our mail girl's very, very good, but she really, I don't know how they, they keep going. I really don't. I don't get anything officially in the mail anymore. I think maybe the IRS would still send me something in the mail. I can't remember the last time there's anything of any importance at all, though, in the mail. Everything is emailed to me these days. But I get my email every day from the U.S. Postal Service of pictures of my junk mail that coming day. Thank you. Your tax dollars at work. I want to talk about my heart. That's the one thing I put on here. The last thing I put on my list today is my heart. I talk about my heart all the time. My heart's in good shape physically. Like I said, I walk up to the mailbox every day. That's, you know, quite a ways actually. We live quite a ways off the road. And I try to walk up there lickety-split so it's some form of exercise. I think my heart is tender and kindred. Yeah, that's what my heart is. Tender and kindred. I have a lot of compassion towards people, places, and things. Not that I can't be a hard... uh, (coughs) Can I say that on here? I think I can. I mean, they say much worse on TV and everything. Maybe that explains what I'm trying to say the best. But I don't want my heart to get hard, if you know what I mean. I can get mad... I can get obstinate, I can be a little bit mean, I can, but usually that's a passing thing that I catch myself before I, definitely before I do anything. Most of the times before I say anything, and if I do say something out of meanness and stuff, I'm quick to ask for forgiveness because that's not what I want to be and that's not who I am. But I think being a human being with a chin, we all can be that way. We say things and do things we're not proud of and we regret constantly in life. If you don't, you're not around people, places, or things at all. Some kind of saying says you only hurt the ones you really love. And that's, you know, like I know I talk about my wife a lot on here. And part of my thing is I try not to talk about her so much because, you know, But we're around each other so much, especially now in what they call retirement, that, you know, I know I get on her nerves, but every once in a while I'll snap at her. Say something that's kind of been, you know, growing on the inside of me. I let it out, not a loving nature. And then realize that I've hurt her feelings or, you know, hurt her emotionally or whatever. And then I'm trying to do damage control, which oftentimes it just makes it worse. So what do you do? What do you do? You let your light shine. Let the tenderness that's inside of you come out through actions and words and your body language. You need to listen more than you speak. You need to be quick to forgive and even quicker to ask for forgiveness. You want your hand to be the hand of peace. You want your words to be words of love. You want your intentions to be pure at least I do. When I'm dead and gone, I truly pray that those that I've touched and been touched by in this life will think of me with warm thoughts and a smile. Start each day with a grateful heart and always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. That's my plan. Peace out.